Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What's next? I'm ready to fire everyone. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. As the Eastern Conference Championship belongs to the Heat. 103-84 the final. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. NBA on ESPN analyst Doris Burke. Coming up. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio. Rolling Stone's chief television critic Alan Sepinwall. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Great chat with Doris Burke in hour number one uh, about the NBA Eastern Conference Finals that ended last night in Boston. The uh, Celtics gave it a ride, almost had the greatest comeback in the history of sports in basketball, baseball, and football. I mean, we can't win everything. I, well, you know not I mean? in that manner, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, let everyone else. I get it. I get it. And when you say we, you were great in all those other comebacks. You're awesome. Right. You're incredible. Your contributions were legendary. Like I mean, just just Google it. Your Chris Brockman's contributions. (laughs) Um, And uh, Alan Sepinwall, the television critic, chief TV critic of Rolling Stone, will join us in hour number three to talk about the succession finale. And, you know, uh, one body blow after another. Ted Lasso, the final one is tonight. So going to put the kids to bed early. And uh, and I hope they don't get up <laughs> until tomorrow. Morning. Of course, of course, obviously. Yes. Come on, what do you think I am, Logan Roy? All <laughs> uh, right, bore on the floor. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is basically what we're saying. But joining us right now on our program is the the great pro football talk creator and uh, the host of PFT Live on Peacock, which you can see by the way right here on Roku. Uh, he is none other than Mike Florio. How are you been, Mike? Great, Rich. How are you? I'm, I'm still, um, quite honestly, stunned from your reporting uh, over the weekend um, and last week about the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo's foot. So um, is it really the case that they sign Garoppolo and he fails his physical and they delay the press conference because they got to figure out the lawyering to get the Raiders off the hook for his money if he can't answer the bell due to this foot surgery, and that's their quarterback plan going into 2023. Did I read all that right, Mike? Yeah, you're right, and we need to back that up a step. Please. This is one of those things that can arise when you've got that 52-hour negotiating window, the legal tampering period, as some call it, because what happens, Rich? The moment the clock strikes 12 Eastern on that Monday of the week 
of the first league year, which is looming at 4 p.m. Eastern that Wednesday. When it hits 12 on Monday, it's open season on free agents, and teams start calling agents, and people already have a pretty good idea of who's going to be interested in whom, but that's when it becomes fast and furious, and that's when you will have a team call an agent and say, we want to sign your guy, here's the contract, we need to know now, because if we don't get your guy, we're moving on to the next guy. And they strike deals fairly quickly. And on that day this year, Monday the 13th of March, the Raiders and Don Yee, who represents Jimmy Garoppolo, had a deal that was leaked to the media within two hours after the legal tampering period started. So I can only assume, based upon the application of common sense, of which I have at least a little bit, that because the Raiders had agreed to give an $11.25 million signing bonus that went away completely and got pushed into base salary that he'll never get if he doesn't pass the physical, I can only assume that the Raiders were led to believe that he was fine when they made that commitment. So he shows up a few days later for his physical. The media is assembled in the press room for the press conference, and eventually everybody gets sent home. And, of course, we get the nothing to see here from the team and from Garoppolo himself the next day when it was all said and done. He poo-pooed it. He said there was nothing, you know, just some language we needed to work out. No, it was a significant situation where he failed the physical and they needed to rework the contract to the point where he got no money on the way through the door. And we know how important the signing bonus is. It's the most important piece. It's cash in hand. It's the money you get for putting your name on a piece of paper. He got zero for that. He has to get this foot healed. He had surgery on it. I don't know why he didn't have surgery back when it happened. He had to get surgery in March after he signed, and now we wait for him to rehab and recover. And because it's him, of all the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, the fact that it's the guy who's the most injury-prone makes it seem like a bigger deal. And then you got Tommy hovering, which adds a little spice to it. <laughs> but it, it, really, it really is amazing. And it all happened because this all came to light last week. And, you know, it was a slow weekend, and I started thinking about and reflecting on what had happened with Garoppolo back in March. It's like, well, I wonder if anybody's looked at the contract. So, you know, I made a couple calls and pulled a couple strings and got the contract. It's like, oh, my God, this was a big deal, as evidenced by the fact that they're not paying him a signing bonus, and they have this, this full-page waiver that makes it clear when you look at the rest of the contract, if he doesn't pass a physical, he's never playing for that team, and he's never getting paid a penny. So let's just take it again one step at a time here. So they say, come on in, Jimmy. They sign him. He's physical. He fails it. Everyone's just like, go back to your homes. That he failed his physical right on the right before the press conference, or that 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 came back from the doctor's office. I mean, is that really what happened on this front? I mean, yeah, that's how it plays out because these deals get done. When you're talking about guys changing teams, you've got that 52-hour window where their agents can talk to the teams and negotiate, but you can't have visits. You can't even talk to the player. The Chiefs once lost a third-round pick plus for talking to Jeremy Macklin instead of his agent during that 52-hour window in one of the occasions where the NFL decided to enforce the tampering policy. But we know tampering happens all the time. Still, the last thing you can do is bring the guy in and give him a physical before you strike this deal. This is the problem. This is one of the flaws in this process. They strike the deal under the assumption that everything's fine. They bring him in to have the physical, the signing ceremony, the press conference, everybody's happy, everything's great, what's the delay, what's the holdup, what do you mean go home and come back tomorrow? And it was all about the failure of the physical and the 
heavy lifting they had to do to change the contract, to add the waiver, and to deal with the fact that the Raiders' position became, we're not giving this guy a penny. And, and look, if this all does go sideways for the Raiders, think of what else they might have done if they had known. You get caught up in that frenzy, we got to get our guy, we want Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they could have kept Jared Stidham, they could have gone after Jim Donald, they could have gone after oh, Baker sure. Mayfield, they could have done all sorts of stuff, but they got... They, they committed to Garoppolo, and all the other ships sailed away. So what does the contract say? What does the, the new language say that now that you've seen it? Well, it's, it's a full addendum, coincidentally and appropriately, addendum G to the Garoppolo yeah. contract. It okay. basically says, in layman's terms, he has to pass a physical, specifically on the condition in his foot, in order to ever get paid. He can be cut if he fails that physical, and they specify the injury. It's not just a blanket. If you show up with an injury, we can we cannot pay you. It has to be tied to that foot injury he suffered last year, and there's a window where it's still in existence. There are triggers on when it goes away. If he's on the 53-man roster, I think if he starts at least one game, I think that's when the waiver goes away. But they're protecting themselves against the possibility he's never going to be able to play for them and that he's never going to pass the physical. Now, once he comes back and plays, different story. But this is all, we're not doing anything until we know this guy is fully healed and fully recovered. That's when this contract kicks in, and he hasn't passed the physical yet. And, look, we assume he will. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, how many times do we have supposedly successful surgery that goes sideways in the NFL? Every surgery is a success, and every player is well ahead of schedule on rehab until he's not. So it's just something to keep an eye on. And the fact that it's Garoppolo, I think, just gives it the extra intrigue. Well, I mean, it's on top. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's just a wild scenario at the quarterback position to see in 2023. When we see every team out there trying to not only get their starter solidified, but their entire depth chart solidified based on what we saw from the San Francisco 49ers last year. You better have your head on a swivel if you're a third-string quarterback this year, right? I mean, more than ever before. And their plan was to take Derek Carr and send him home for Christmas and then go into the offseason. And then with all the options on the table, Lamar Jackson was available. Aaron Rodgers, we all thought maybe they can go in his direction too, right? I mean, there was so much on the table. They go for Jimmy Garoppolo, who winds up needing foot surgery to the point where they create, as you said, Jimmy Addendum G. And now, on top of all of it, you hear Devontae Adams tell The Athletic um, that he does, quote, unquote, we don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now, meaning him in the front office. Now I can, I, I can get it. You know, we all thought at the time when that came out for the ringer, it's just, well, they, they, they sent my college BFF away, and now I got Jimmy G, and we're thinking, what's he got against Jimmy G? Well, if he knows that the guy's got foot problems, and this is his moment to maybe, you know, do it for the Raiders because of his contract coming up, uh, that makes sense now that he's particularly irate over this situation. Yes? No? Excellent point. Excellent point. Think about how differently we would view Devontae Adams' comments to the ringer if they emerged today versus two weeks ago. Today, you view them in a new light. Today, you get it. Not only did they sign a guy who isn't all that big at throwing the football outside the numbers to a guy like Devontae Adams, but he's damaged goods. And they don't know when he's not going to be damaged goods. 
And that was plan A. That was their plan A. Not trying to figure out how to, way to keep Jared Stidham around. Not pursuing one of the other available free agents. Not pursuing someone who was available via trade. Not going after Aaron Rodgers, who Devontae Adams wanted them to pursue. And look, once this went sideways, okay, it's too late for Mayfield and Darnold and Andy Dalton and other free agents. They could have, in theory, gotten into the Aaron Rodgers discussion, but by then that ship was sailing. And really, does Aaron Rodgers want to be perceived as plan B for Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> I don't think so. So it all created a mess, and, and that's why, and this was a point Chris Sims made earlier today on PFT Live that I hadn't considered. At some level, the Raiders have to be very pissed off at Don Yee and or Jimmy Garoppolo for not being straight with them about what was really going on with the foot. And maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe. 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 Uh, let's, let's at least account for the possibility that it was all an innocent sitcom-style misunderstanding. Regardless, the Raiders made the commitment to Garoppolo, and by the time they realized there was a problem, it was too late to do anything about it at the most important position on the field. So I don't understand, Mike, when people are saying if it doesn't work out with Jimmy G, one of the owners will come out and play because I don't think uh, Mark Davis is. Well, hold on a minute. I'm being told Tom Brady was a Tommy you referred to earlier. Uh, has he? What's the deal? Has he has he become a minority owner of the Raiders? Paperwork in? Owners have to approve? Like, where does that actually currently stand? Deal Mike? is struck. Now at least 24 of the owners have to approve. Right. And the wrinkle that I've seen in multiple reports which I wasn't aware of, this idea that if he's an owner and he wants to play, there must be a unanimous approval by all teams, 32-0. And I thought it was kind of stupid and short-sighted because it's good for business to have Tom Brady on the field. Let's look the other way on any concerns we'd have. But yeah, I but I, 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 the look, weekend. let me just jump yeah, in. Though. Like having an extra guy on the roster. If I'm, if I'm an AFC West owner, I'm like, no, I don't think that's good right. for business at all. Right. Like, at all. Well, and, and think of it this way. We've had teams. Look, look at the Broncos. The Broncos, <laughs> when they had that COVID situation where they had to go with Kendall Hinton, yeah. the receiver and quarterback, because everybody got knocked out, everybody was a close sure. contact or whatever it was, they broke the rules, whatever it was, they didn't have a quarterback. They wanted to make one or two of their assistant coaches quarterbacks. And the rule is you can't do it. You just can't do it because these are people who have access to practice. They have access to meetings. They have access to playbooks. They have access to everything. It's unfair to take somebody who is in this bubble of being around the team but not really on the team and putting them on the 53-man roster. It's like having a 54th guy on your roster. That's why teams would oppose it. So once this goes through, he's done. I would be stunned unless he sells his interest so he can come back and play. He's done. And I think he knows enough now, Rich, that if he has any interest in playing, you just press pause on finalizing the acquisition of whatever piece of the Raiders he's going to buy, and, and you do it next year or whenever you know you're never going to play again. I think that he's done. He is. I've had somebody who, who is in a pretty good position to know his overall mindset tell me a few weeks back. He's done, but he likes it when this stuff comes out. He likes the discussion. He likes the intrigue. He likes the conversation. He likes being the center of attention, no. which I guess is somewhat refreshing to know that underneath all that robotic manicured <laughs> stuff, there's a real boy. <laughs> like he's like he's Pinocchio. No, I, I mean, literally, yeah. seriously, though, I, I think he's done. Uh, and, and I think he just wants to keep options open. But this is not an option. I, I don't think 
quarterbacking the Raiders in his mind is an option. And the only spot where he might even think for two seconds about it, the way it's been explained to me as well, from probably the same people you're talking to, although I wouldn't know, um, is Miami. But that's just all, you know, conjecture and, and speculation. I just can't believe the Raiders, knowing all of this, went into the draft and, and, and you know, Aiden O'Connell, they chose him out of Purdue. I mean, they didn't, they didn't address it. I mean, uh, Tyree Wilson is a terrific player. I guess this shows you what they thought of Will Levis too. Uh, I I I don't I don't understand any of this. I just don't, and it's just really, really risky, incredibly risky. And there's Brian Hoyer as your safety net, who clearly anybody associated with the Patriots or their organization can't quit. You know, it's 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 nuts to me. This whole thing, my jaw was on the floor when I read your report, Mike. Honestly. I mean, the only good news for the Raiders, Rich, is they potentially avoid ever paying Garoppolo anything. Maybe. If it doesn't work out, okay, great. You didn't pay him the money. Who's your quarterback? That's the bigger issue. And I think that's why it stayed secret for more than two months. Usually when something gets leaked, a party to the transaction wants it to be out there because they're proud of what happened. In this case, there's no one proud of what happened. Garoppolo had to give up his signing bonus the Raiders are in a spot where they may never have Garoppolo, and their plan B is Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. That's why it didn't come to light, because there was no motivation for anyone involved in this to say to the world, hey, look at what we did. Mike Florio here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, last one for you. Perfect guy to have on as this news is breaking right now, because you not only know football, but you also know agenting and all that. Um, Clutch Sports just signed DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think that means um, as Hopkins is no longer representing himself and where things stand on that scenario that dropped into the football laps on Memorial Day Friday? Well, Rich, that dovetails with things we'd been hearing because Hopkins had been representing himself. And what that means for a lot of the guys who represent themselves is they have somebody who isn't certified by the NFL Players Association who is actually doing the representing for them. And the NFL has been sensitive to that. In recent months, we had the Lamar Jackson, Ken Francis memo that went out, don't talk to Ken Francis, who we reported was calling around to teams to try to get teams interested in making a run at Lamar Jackson via the offer sheet process under the franchise tag. Last year, it was St. Omni, the notorious St. Omni, who was (laughs) reportedly calling teams to try to get someone to trade for Roquan Smith when he was unhappy with the Bears. And the St. Omni name has been percolating around with DeAndre Hopkins to the point where I was told the teams are very leery about dealing with him. And one of the things that happens when guys represent themselves, they set up dummy email accounts where they pretend to be themselves communicating with the team, but it's this off-the-books agent who uses the email account. Teams, I'm told, multiple teams would only talk directly to DeAndre Hopkins and not email him because of this practice of using the burner account. So he wisely hires an agent cuts out any of these potential complications as he now embarks on what's not going to be an easy negotiation because he's going to want to get paid and the teams that are out there that want him are not going to want to give him the kind of market value money he may be looking for but at least at least there's going to be a free flow of communication between teams and the agents while they try to figure out the next move all right so now that that uh those decks have been cleared who do you think is in on this conversation what do you got i think the bills and the chiefs are the two teams to watch now and I think they always have been. They're the two teams Albert Breer reported had spoken to the Cardinals before the draft, and it was the Odell Beckham 
15 million fully guaranteed for one year that sent things sideways because that has ripple effects on the market and what guys think they're worth. I mean, teams haven't been willing to trade for the salary, 19 million plus, so he becomes a free agent and and they you know they 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 now have to decide do we want this guy and i think the other thing that makes it very advantageous for the player and and for his new agent if you go to the chiefs not only do the chiefs benefit but the bills don't get him if you go to the bills the bills benefit and the chiefs don't get him there's extra value in that that can be leveraged to get the best possible deal cuz you are helping yourself and you're hurting one of your top contenders for the same prize everybody's trying to get. And if Hopkins plays it right, he could end up getting maybe more than he otherwise would have gotten. And then in terms of the Cardinals, before I let you go, Mike, I, I always say here, you know, it, it it's really tough for NFL teams to tank because you can just remove uh, capital or remove terrific players from a roster. There's always going to be grown-ass men that – that pad up and helmet up and and cleat up every single playing week who who try their hardest. Nobody's ever going to tell a guy in the NFL, you know, don't try as hard today and we'll take care of you because they don't trust that situation. They only trust their own level of play. They could turn out to be, say, Shaq Barrett, right? You, you, you make your most and then you hit it. So um, th- all that said, this week, June 1 is an important date, and I'd love for you to explain what the Cardinals are going to do with the cap number with what what they are apparently are going to do by releasing DeAndre Hopkins, who hasn't technically been released as of this conversation. Can you walk us through what that decision looks like and what it may actually portend? Simple Mike? as it can, there's a $22.6 million total dead money charge that applies to Hopkins for money previously paid to him. Now... If they cut him today, and it's expected they'll cut him today, by rule, the full $22.6 million hits the 2023 salary cap. If they wait until Friday to cut him, $11.3 million hits this year, $11.3 million gets pushed to next year. They've decided to take the full cap charge this year, basically taking away $11.3 million they could have worked with this year if they wanted to just keep it around. And you don't have to use it. You cannot use it and roll it over to next year. It used to be cumbersome to roll over cap money. It's easy now. You snap your fingers, you flip a switch, and the money rolls over to next year. And by taking that $11.3 million off the table, cutting him today, the message is, and I know Cardinals fans don't want to hear it because they want to think their team's going to be as good as it can be this year. The message is we don't care. We're not going to keep that $11.3 million around to possibly spend on a player who makes us better this year because we're not interested in that. We're interested in it next year. This year, we're going to take our lumps. This year, we're going to clear the books. This year, we'll take the cap charge. Next year, we'll have the money, even though they could have had it next year anyway if they didn't spend it. But here's the key, Rich. If somebody becomes available that would be great for the Cardinals that we aren't expecting, that we aren't thinking about, and they're up against the cap, well, it's an easy reason not to go after them. We don't have the cap space. Mm. Well, yeah, you, you don't have the cap space because you could add an extra, an extra $11.3 million this year that you refuse to take. So it's a very subtle, nuanced indication that they don't care about this year and they're going to try to to get right next year and it's probably smart oh yeah when you look at it but it's still an acknowledgement by the cardinals that that's where they are well the smart thing is to do it next year and then since your quarterback and kyler murray isn't healthy enough to to play uh at the outset of this year and then who knows how it all plays out and then you tell them sit back and and get ready, you know, there's no reason to bring him back when your team's one and six, one and seven, two and six, or anything like that. 
um, which is why I said, you know, at the outset uh, uh, of hearing this news about DeAndre Hopkins, if I'm Kyler Murray, I have my head in a swivel that I don't turn into Josh Rosen with Caleb Williams coming out next year. No, and but I don't want to be I don't want to be accused of being a a conspiracy theorist, Mike. You know? No, no, you don't. You don't want that. But I'm serious. You like, don't want that. You know what but I mean? You know what? There's four other spots in the top five, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, in, in all seriousness, though, I mean, that's the way this thing can play out in Arizona. No question about it. This thing can play out like that. Yeah, right? and, 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 and it tracks beautifully. And the only spot where it short circuits is uh, they won't be hiring Cliff Kingsbury to be the coach next year, coming from USC to coach right? Caleb Williams at Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Just Lincoln Riley. You know, who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, good Lord. Um, thanks for the call, Mike. Greatly appreciated. Great stuff on the Raiders, and I can't wait to see it all play out. Let's uh, let's chat thanks, soon. Mom. Great talking right to Right back at you. That's Mike Florio. Everybody check him out at Pro Football Talk. I'm serious, man. That's what I said. You got to have your head on a swivel. And and if they take the full charge this year, why wouldn't you keep next year's books totally clean, totally clean, and see if Jonathan Gannon can coach the heck out of whoever the hell is playing, you know, for the Cardinals this year. And good luck. Hoskins, you have the Cardinals schedule. Uh, Honestly, because the first few weeks of this year is significant. Because of that, at Washington, is a, a you know yeah. you want, can we already categorize this as a sneaky good game? Well, no. Well, uh, 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 <laughs> Rich, week one, we don't know anything about Washington, but that's what I'm talking about. Sam Howell. This could be eventually. Who the hell knows? Washington's too talented for this to be the Caleb Williams Bowl. But Colt McCoy versus Sam Howell, week one. Somebody's going to be one and zero. This game will not be featured on Red Zone, not one second. Yes, it will. <laughs> New York Giants week two, YouTube home Red for Zone. Dallas, YouTube at Red San Francisco, home for Cincinnati, at the Rams, at Seattle, home for Baltimore. So that's what I'm saying. They're in like week one and seven eight, at That's best. what I'm saying. So if they're one and seven and two and six, what are they going to say to Kyler Murray? Come back? No. Save the season? Absolutely Or they'll not. be like, you need to just sit tight. Hey, Kyler, look, I think you might need and a if, second opinion. If you're Kyler Murray, do you, do you push to play? No. Yeah, uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. You bet you say I'm ready. Writing's on the wall. I'm there that for point. my teammates. Yeah, Let's has, go. He has guaranteed money. He's fine. So what? So Don't you what? want to stay? I, I get my agent to like start working up Maybe trade. That's it. Trade calls. Yeah. Maybe they look else. at each other and say, yeah. "By like, get me to Oakland or Las Vegas." Uh, he, he he can't get to Vegas because Trey Lance will be there, brother. <laughs> Because I know all the plans. That's true. I've got the script. You got the script. But to say you do have the script. Um, you got but the script. that's why I'm saying first few weeks of this season are huge for the Cardinals. Huge. Because they that's a decision that's coming down the pike, and there's no DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't blame them. Take the whole damn cap charge now. Take the whole thing. Because you got to build around Caleb Williams. Or, if you're not a conspiracy theorist like me, I'm in the top five now, as Florio said, <laughs> then you got to build around Kyler. Because this year ain't it. Is there Buddha Baker says he wants to hell out? This year ain't it. Exit visas are imminent, to use the Wall Street phrase. And Houston's not going to be great. They might have oh, the first and second pick. Don't sleep on them. 
They're going to have picks one and two. I'm not going there with Houston yet. I need to see what D'Amico Ryans is doing. I need to see what C.J. Stroud looks like. I need to see the rest of that team. I'm not going to go all in on the Texans. are going to stink, so the Cardinals are going to have great picks. I'm not there. No way. But I'm there more about this situation with the cap charge. It's June 1. That's Thursday. Yeah. Man, what happened on Friday with them releasing DeAndre Hopkins and what's happening this week with the June 1st cut is going to affect so many dominoes between now, the season, and then the draft. Holy cow. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Overreaction Tuesday still to come right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you dare move. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, overreaction Tuesday, we're about to get to right here on the Rich Eisen Show. But before we do, a, a conversation we have here um, every year, maybe twice a year, sometimes three times a year. But I, I have a very specific opinion on it. So does uh, a gentleman across the way? Oh, from I know me. exactly where you're going, and, and so I thought does, this yesterday. And so when I was does T.J. Jefferson. My, uh, yard in okay. the third quarter. Hold on a second. <laughs> the concept of would you rather have your team that you love and you root for, you're a diehard fan of, would you rather your team lose in a blowout or have a shot? and lose in gut-wrenching fashion. But you had a shot, and you had your chance. And I would always, I'd rather love and lose than never love at all, is the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have a shot. I'd rather not be blown out. I'd rather not get swept. So I turn to the guy who says he would rather, knowing the heartbreak, can't handle the heartbreak, can't handle the difficulty of Mm -hmm. a difficult gut-wrenching loss would rather do without it rather just have it clean and easy i now turn to you sir chris brockman 
Yes. You would rather have gotten swept yes. by the heat than what ended up happening. 100%. Come on. <laughs> You're telling me ahead of time we're already going to lose. But you're never going to know that. No, but you're, you, never no, you're telling me ahead of time. to know that. You're going to lose. So do you want to lose in game seven at home, coming all the way back, get your hopes all the way up, just to have your mental health be absolutely destroyed and ruined on a Monday? Or clean sweep, it's over. Quick kill, bam, I can I'm go on him. the rest of my life. I'm with Chris. What are you, nuts? I'm with Chris. Only a masochist would choose uh, the former. What are you? What are you crazy? But I guess this is the, the Yankees. This is 2004. Of, Mike, I get it. 2004. It sucked. I, I understand that sucked. But I, at least the Yankees were were up three games to none, and I friggin' loved it, and it was great, and we were relevant, and we're there. But the, I guess the the issue with this conversation is you don't know if you're going to lose you're hoping yes, that but you in the win. end when it's over and you lost you're but like you this don't sucks. know you're going why in, didn't we just get swept but you don't know going into this if you're gonna lose so that's what i'm saying to you if you wind up losing right i'd rather have gotten swept not me man game six had have been so amazing what an amazing feeling Rich. that must feel Rich. i haven't felt that for an nba team they didn't in, deserve in to years. win game six but you did win it right but they didn't deserve it and so, of course, in Game 7, you could see it coming a but, mile away. But the Celtics were up double digits with just two-something minutes to go. Why didn't you deserve to win it? You would, that would have been a blown loss. Right, which is what I expected because I watched this team play all year. I would never want to get swept. I'd want to be in it. I'd want to be in it. Like so, so You Michigan, don't want to get swept. I don't want to get— But if you're going to lose and the alternative is heartbreaking Game 7 at home— or swept. But swept. But the whole done. idea, like, for instance, I took Coop, as you know, to the Fiesta Bowl this year. And it was a dreadful game. A dreadful game for Michigan. Awful. Awful game. Ripe with, mis- rife with mistakes. Ripe for upset that happened. And uh, some terrible officiating <laughs> that I have to mention. But that went against Michigan. But they made it. They won the Big Ten. They made it there. I would never have not wanted that to happen. You got to be in it to win it, and you got to live and love than having none of that. That's the way I'm viewing it, and you're saying the opposite. You'd rather have gotten swept out. Game four wasn't a big one. Game five wasn't a big win. Game six wasn't something that had you won game seven, you'd be talking about the Derek White put back like it was Dave Roberts stealing a base for the rest of your life. So, you know, how would you want to not have that, is my point. What was it for? Okay. You lost. Yeah. Where do you come you down lost. on this subject? You lost. I forget. I'm with you. I, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's one answer for everything. Like, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I was getting migraines watching these playoffs. Like, I, I didn't feel good. I was too invested. And once my teams were out... I was able to watch basketball with a clear head and and not have heart palpitations. So I can understand where he's coming from. Like, if you're going to lose, just get it over with. But as a fan of the team, you want to see them go out there and put out a maximum effort. And I don't think getting swept is a maximum. No, you don't want that. Take it from someone whose team's got gentlemen You're talking about the Celtics after game three being quitters. You're getting the timeout in your face from Jimmy Butler. You had a shot for an entire week to just stick it to him. Oh, yeah. It didn't work out oh, yeah. in game what, seven. What time do the Celtics play on Thursday? I get it. I hear you. <laughs>
That's exactly it. I hear you. I just don't agree with it. I think in my younger days, I would totally be on your side. Okay. As I've gotten older, happiness matters. Yesterday was the best part of my day was the six hours we were at the fair. And it was awesome. Yeah. I didn't think about the game once. And then I got home and I turned it on. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I immediately shut it off. I don't want to watch. So did you hang with Cage? Yeah, we were just, well, he Dude, was pretty Now you know how I felt. He was pretty out of it. Pretty much every Saturday after Thanksgiving for half when, a year. Well, when but, the season started last year for Michigan. Like with Michigan and, and I, Ohio State. And I said to you, hey, Rich, you're going to have a great season. Yeah. But you are going to get absolutely smoked by an underdog in the Final Four. Smoke. Yeah. Or would you rather have that? Or would you rather have just lost in overtime to Ohio State and not made it? Never. Oh, no, no, in no. a million years. He would take years. the Ohio State. I know no. that's rich. Maybe. Like I said, but that whole entire month leading up to the Fiesta Bowl was exciting. In the same way that the Celtics gave you a week of what excitement. Was it, well, what was it for? Nothing. I mean. It was for nothing. I guess a meteor got, could get, hit nothing. the planet and destroy us See, all, this too. Is, this is a great example. To quote Connor Roy, it's all, I mean, uh, Roman Roy, it's all BS. That's right. Nothing matters. It's like having the, playing Powerball. And he seems and, to be a perfect guy to, to yeah, Very to rational emulate. human yeah. being. <laughs> Licking cheese. And, all right. <laughs> that <laughs> was get really all the funny, numbers, though. But you don't get it's the not, mega numbers. We promise no spoilers. It was, all right. I don't know, man. Okay. Just Let's take a break. Overreaction Tuesday coming up. Chris Brockman's got that. Hour number three, Alan Seppenwall on. On the succession finale and the Ted Lasso finale that's about to hit right here on Roku. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, it's uh, we, we were off Monday. We weren't here. So it's time to overreact. Let's do it. Top of the week, overreaction Tuesday. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Tuesday. Ah, very good. All right, what do you got? All right, uh, let's do a quickie run through this here. Not much, not much happening okay. in the NFL world. But there's but, stuff to overreact but, to. But... We heard from Mike Florio at the top of the hour about 45 minutes ago. The Raiders are done? Is that your overreaction? Someone not named Jimmy G will start week one for the Raiders. No, I think the autumn wind is a Jimmy G. And I'm just wondering if the Raiders put in an addendum, as Mike said, addendum G. So that's his new new nickname, not Jimmy G, but addendum G. If he doesn't start, he's addendum G. If he starts, he's Jimmy G. Sure, sure. I'm just wondering if there's some questions about him being able to answer the bell as the Raiders quarterback to the point the Raiders reached out to their legal staff. 
Hey, add this. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, hey, whatever you're being paid by the hour, it's a couple hours you work. Let's 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 get us a little window out. Does the chicken ranch do the same thing? Oh, <laughs> oh. I got an addendum, but I'm not going to say. That's it. the question. <laughs> but I think. Um, th- by the way, uh, you have to consult your doctor before that agenda. Chickens are clutch. So I believe this is going to be about nothing that he will start. Really? If you're looking for anything totally crazy, like I said, it's not Brady. Ah, come on. It's not. It's good for business, like Mike said. It's Trey Lance. That's what I'm thinking. Or what, like a conditional three? Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? I have no idea. That's the one, because he can't answer the bell. Training camp's an issue. That's the deal. And they can't quit each other. Trey Lance and Garoppolo are destined to be in the same quarterback room. Well, that's that's a plan B. Not Brady. Brady's not. That's absurd. Why is it absurd? Because it's absurd. It's absurd. What do you mean? It's absurd. He's not going to go move to Nevada, become a quarterback. For it's just not going to happen. I mean, it'd be cool though. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. He wants to own the Raiders, not play for him. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. TV twelve casino. I already. And again, if the if if the whole concept is that he signs the paperwork to become a minority owner in the Raiders, and for him to then stop being a minority owner and become the quarterback of the Raiders, he needs unanimous consent from the NFL ownership. I know an owner in Denver, Kansas City, and Los Angeles will be like, you know what? I don't consent. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the idea. I don't, I don't consent at all. Uh-huh. That's a shame. What else, Chris? Okay, uh, I was reading what Tyree Kill was saying about Jalen Waddle, how he's an All-Pro, but nobody knows it. Yeah. And then I was looking at their stats. You know, they combined for three thousand yards oh, and fifteen insane. touchdowns. Oh yeah. I think if two is healthy all season. Top three MVP candidates. Well, I I think it's possible. Sure, that's not a you know you can't sit here in this league and say that's insane. There's no way. Oh, there's a way. That kid was pretty damn special in college, and then when he was healthy last year, they were winging it around. And I'm telling you though, I'm gonna zig a little bit here. If you're zagging or vice versa, Vic Fangio being named the defensive coordinator there, if it saves them a touchdown to a touchdown and a half. And that offense shows up the way that we expect it to. The Dolphins are really the team that everyone's sleeping on. And yes, sleeping on, because we're all talking about the Jets and the Bills and who they're dating at quarterback and then what they're doing against each other and how they're building to try and collide and first Monday night of the season. And the Patriots are not in this mix anymore. And oh, by the way, there's the Dolphins. Certainly since... Everybody who plays in the state of Florida makes the championship round these days. Apparently. So why not the Miami? Why not the Miami? Correct. <laughs> what else you got over there, Chris? Um, you see he's calling DeAndre Hopkins? No. Sean Watson. Oh, I thought you I thought you meant Rich Paul. Oh no, no, Rich Paul is right. The clutch sports is uh <laughs> signed him. This just ain't. Could be a little Browns reunion. Uh, I don't know. But I think Deshaun Watson is going to be a pro bowler. Browns in the playoff hunt this year. Pro bowler as in voted in or he gets to go because he didn't make the playoffs and everybody else suddenly has a sore foot, a sore hangnail, and they're not going to Vegas to throw footballs at moving targets. Voted in. Top three. No. Overreaction. I think we're sleeping on the Browns. I, we may be sleeping on the Browns. That, again, my top five coming out of the draft. Biggest mysteries, post-draft, post-free agency, 
entering the football season in the summer was what are the Browns going to look like? I, I'm with you on that. But Watson beating out Mahomes and Herbert and Rodgers and Allen for for a, a spot at the Pro Bowl. You just mentioned Tua could be a top three MVP candidate. That's a tall order. So I'll call that an overreaction, but the Browns doing very well this year is not one. How's that? And I understand they have to – Watson's got to play like one for the Browns to do well. Yes, he does. Uh, I'm just going to split that baby right here and say, no, I'll overreact on they that. They D-hop. That'd be nice. Being well, a- I mean, Stefanski kind of threw a little water on that today, as a matter oh, of did. fact. Okay. Yes, let me just quickly call that up. I saw yesterday up. that – Let me quickly call that up because I was making the calls. NFL Network uh, is uh, terrific at this, sending stuff out from there, from the desk, um, assignment desk. Um Amari Cooper should be ready for training camp as he gets to offseason uh, core surgery. Uh, but he likes the uh, – really. Andrew and his crew, meaning the uh, the front office, uh, are always looking to improve the roster. But I'll just say I really like the room the way it is. I like our wide oh, okay. receiver room. I love the guys in there. There you go. So I won't comment other than say that I like our roster is what he says. I mean, oh, What's not to like about D-Hop? Uh, speaking of, D-Hop's going to have a bigger impact on whatever his new team is than any wide receiver in any new spot. Oh, wow. Uh, nah. I'll go Odell in Baltimore. How does that yeah. sound? Yeah, yeah. How about that? A guy who hasn't played in two years? How about Odell with Lamar? Let's go. Need to see it. I know. But that's where I'm going. Who are the other wide receivers in a new spot? I don't know. Any rookie? Any? I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I just wanted to go. I, I didn't want to go. just say he's going to be better than Odell, but you know, any rookie. Or Zay any Flowers and Odell in Baltimore. Let's see what that happens. We all think Baltimore is just going to be the, the same old, same old. We had Harbaugh on Friday, who basically started talking about how, uh, like, what, those inside dives might be out of the playbook. Uh, I kind of I'm, I'm, and by Bear, the way Bears have a new receiver um, you know let's not sleep on oh, DJ Moore in Chicago yeah. uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba in Seattle let's not sleep on that too you yeah. constantly are ready I to just like throw Seattle on the scrap heap that was a one and done out of Geno I <laughs> you got one more yeah got? Uh, you can switch music here Mikey just a quick NBA one I mean uh, I, I can't stand Miami but uh, could they push Denver to six or seven games? Yes, you can. Sure, sure. That's not an overreaction. How's that an overreaction? And I know that this is this might be spun in the Rocky Mountains as another voice not believing in them, but I, I do believe the the Nuggets will will win the series. Six or seven. But whoa, you can't. Really, you're going to sit here and say this team with everybody doing yes. what they just did is going to get swept or five games? These guys aren't going to keep shooting 50% from three. Until they do. Until they do. The problem for the Heat is Jokic. He's unstoppable when 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 you've got seven-footers to try and stop him. Yeah. Or agile 6'10 guys. Out of bio, 6'9. What else they got? You're going to, you're going to run Cody Zeller at him? I don't know. What do you think? You think Michael Malone and Jokic are going to, I mean. And how are UD's legs, DJ? Can I think we get, <laughs> can we get him out there? To, I just don't know. You look at Cody, Cody Zeller and what are you, you, you going to run him at him? I put Kevin Love on him. You know, use that vet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I love know. Kevin Love. You know that. No one's going to stop him, obviously, but you got to throw you everything in the You got to contain to use the Dan Patrick set. phrase? Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Hold yeah. Under no a 30 point triple double. But you game. can't sit here and say the Heat will never. The total over. No, they might win game they one. Can make, they can go to game six and seven. Remember, you in said that, in the NBA Finals. You said that's true. crazy. You can't sit there. They've and say been that. there before. The they Nuggets have not one. been there before. Nah, 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 nah. All right. All right. Last one, real quick. Uh, succession. Uh-oh. Mount Rushmore drama. Um, I don't. I don't know about that. Um, you could say it's not even a Mount Rushmore drama for HBO. I mean, you could go Sopranos, Wire, Game of Thrones. Um, Entourage, but, on, but, that, but that's <laughs> not, not that's a drama. drama. Well, there was drama there on was there. Drama was, on yeah. there. Yeah. Oz, Johnny drama. I that's mean, don't sleep before. on Oz, man. For that's HBO, Oz, but yeah. Succession is definitely okay. entered the conversation. It's entered the chat yeah. as as a stupendous program. Not a huge fan of the plot twist at the end, which we'll discuss nice. in hour number three with Alan Sepinwall, the television critic of Rolling Stone. Thank you for that, Chris. You're welcome. Dick Gasket's going out, guys. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And he's down three. He's <laughs> down a set. I was just going to say, it's, it's two games. So it's two sets to one, and he's down three, three, oh, three love in the, in the fourth set. By the way, we're referring to Richard Gasquet, the Richard French player, Gasquet, yeah. but uh, we refer to him here as Dick Gasket.